0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 374th episode of MTG Fast Finance, the podcast that never spills milk on our cereals. MTG Fast Finance is your weekly podcast covering the world of Magic the Gathering finance, collection management, and speculation. I'm your host, James Chilcott, aka at MTG Critic on Twitter. My co-host today is Cliff Daigle, at Word of Commander on Twitter, and we're here to help you folks make and save money
1: playing our favorite game, Magic the Gathering hello everybody as always i'm looking forward to diving into all the developments of the week but before we do i want to remind everybody that this show is produced by mtgprice.com the leading mtg finance community please sign up today at mtgprice.com to plan your specs chat on an amazing discord and read articles by some of the best financial minds in the hobby
0: MDG Fast Finance is proudly sponsored by Cool Stuff, Inc., where you can find all sorts of cool nerdy stuff in stock, including all the best in Magic the Gathering singles, sealed product, and a plethora of other collectibles. Use the promo code FINANCE5 during checkout at CoolStuffInc.com to save 5% off your order and support this podcast.
1: Cliff, what is on the agenda this week? We're going to lead off this week with our metagame in review. We've got a modern challenge and pioneer challenge to talk about. Segment 2 is our top paper movers, followed by the top movers online. Then you and I have some picks for places that we think it's a good place to put some money. And finally, we're going to go over the most likely reprints for Commander Masters. Uh, You and I politely disagree on some of these things, so we'll see where we're at.
0: Sounds good. Let's kick things off with our metagame week in review. We'll kick things into high gear on this Friday Modern Challenge from April 28th. This one was taken down uh, in rare form by Merfolk. Pretty standard build of the list. Nothing new or exciting. The last t- time they got special cards to boost their potential was, I believe, in Dominaria United, where they caught the new two-mana Merfolk Lord. And we had Jund Saga in third, Living End in fourth, Amulet Titan in fifth on the back of four Mycosynth Gardens, sixth was Creativity, Black Red Scam in seventh, and Shardless Footfalls in eighth. The spice in this one comes out of this bant Heliod combo list, which is Heliod Suncrowned with Spike Feeder for infinite life or Walking Ballista for infinite damage, right?
1: I believe that's the deal, yes.
0: The Bant part of it is Teferi Time Raveler so you can protect the combo on
1: your turn. I mean, we've seen that Teferi is used in exactly that way. It's one of the more problematic things about that teferi but there it is you're you're just going to play it and feel warm and safe knowing they can't do a damn thing
0: very nice very very nice so then over in the pioneer challenge on the same day this was this past saturday we have black red mid-range in first and seventh we have green red midrange in third mono white in fourth and sixth. In the first instance, they were running three Knight Errant of Eos, which seems like a very natural fit for the white deck. And then in the sixth place list, they eschewed the Knight Errants and instead went with Invasion of Gobicon.
1: I believe that is.
0: And then I guess the the biggest news in this top eight is that there was two appearances of the Blue Black Rogues list that we had our eye on from last week from its first top eight appearance because it's running four fairy mastermind in the second place list and three copies in the eighth place list and as a result that lower entry point i was hoping for for fairy mastermind is looking less and less likely now that it is setting up as a potential multi-format staple along the lines of ledger shredder
1: yeah i wrote about uh, fairy mastermind and a couple other cards like that back on friday and um, it's i don't think it's going to get as cheap as we were hoping it's pretty expensive now but we've got a lot left, a product left to open. So there's going to be a chance for it to come back down. But it's real difficult given that it's a standard set. It's apparently a very well-selling set. So this is just a regular rare. There's going to be an enormous amount of these opened. But I think a lot of people, when they open them, they're just finding a home for it in Commander decks. So there might not be at quite as many entering circulation. We'll see what the next couple of weeks have for it.
0: Yeah, if it branches off into... Modern, which is less likely, or does well in Standard alongside Pioneer, along with the EDH demand, then that's that's how you get to the, the Super Staple status. So absolutely a card to keep your eye on. And I did bite off uh, a bunch of the Foil Extended Arts just before the TCG player sale last week, and I know some people went after them during the sale as well. As a result, at the bottom of our Top Paper Movers list, we do have the Fairy Mastermind Extended Arts going 8.50 dollars to $12. It is the strongest mom card in EDH. It is showing up in the Pioneer tournaments, uh, as we just noted, and was up 42% as a result. We also see the continuation of the uh, Ascension plan for Battle Angels of Tier, borderless copies going 20 to 29 This is Siddhar Jabari being the second most command- played commander th- and built. This is on the back of Siddhar Jabari being the second most played and built commander this month. And we also have Norn's Choir Master, uh, the, I believe it's the extended art version, if I'm not mistaken, out of the all will be one Cbs, going three to 425. This is a proliferation, a sister. I think it proliferates when
1: a commander you control comes into play or attacks,
0: right? So you have a tracks that come into play, you proliferate at the end of your turn, you proliferate the next turn, she attacks, you proliferate and
1: your stuff it gets is... redundant pretty darn quickly yes
0: yeah then we have fember showed i believe that's how you say that name the secret layer bonus card it's a dragon that was featured in the dnd movie that did well at the box office recently and the card went 18 to 26 on early targeting and people picking them up for collections 44 percent gains there I'll be very curious to see if this secret layer that seemed to be undersold potentially manages to do very well i think people were saying that the that units shipped early on this if i'm not mistaken but i'll have to double check that
1: i think that's what some of the pro traders were saying in the discord is that if you got your stuff early and quick you were able to flip it very quickly and there are very few secret layer cards that have held a price like this although this is pretty neat you know given the the fun wrath effect that you get with it if you're mono red
0: We've also seen Retreat to Coral Helm, Borderless out of the Secret Lair, that also featured the Mystic Remora, I believe it was Kellogg Loops, uh, if I'm not mistaken, through going three fifty to $6 at 71% gains. That has a combo with, I think it was a card from the Brothers War, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of combos with this because you just get to do the infinite untapping.
0: Whenever I land enters the battlefield, I need to control tap or untap target creature. So yeah, you're supposed to be running it in the new Saint Draft build that I just built for EDH, which is a very, very nasty Jeskai tokens build because anything that helps you tap or untap your commander multiple times a turn gets you to angels pretty quickly, and this has uh, is under pressure from that and some other stuff you also got Sword of Truth and Justice secret layer foils going 50 to 92. That was a $40 secret layer less than a year ago. And the proliferate action in EDH over the last couple sets has really pushed us into the stratosphere. I've sold out of these completely, uh, easily covered the price of all of the associated secret layers in the 40 to 60 range and was happy with that. Anybody that ends up getting 80 to 100 on these, wow,
1: you're doing really, really well there. Yeah, congratulations on holding. I mean, it's pretty art, you know, with Nils Ham and everything. So um, good job if you've held on to it. And all the versions are, are, are you know, $40. This card's, uh, we may have to add this to the list of potential reprints for the summer.
0: Atali was pushing up Twin Filame Foil Etched at a Double Masters 2022 last week. Got it up from, I think, 7 to 13 or something. Now we see it going 13 to 28, 115% gains as people scoop up the rest of those. We also have Chain to the Rocks foils. This is just regular foils because that's all there was at the time. Out of Theros going 6 to 15 on the back of Pioneer play. We have Cavalier of Night out of M20. Just regulars going 5 to 12 dollars. That's going to be on the back of Siddhar Jabari as Cavalier is a knight. And Siddhar includes black in its Esper build. We also have an interesting one here. Kenrith the Return King halo foils that are basically... Two weeks hot off the press uh, from March of the Machine, Collector Boosters. we talk, You and I calculated that there are less than 10,000 of these in the world. And Kenrith is a pretty popular commander out of the last two years. Let me see where Kenrith ranks. Number 8, with 14,000 decks reported on EDH Rec. As a result, somebody decided to take a swipe at these, pushing the price from $35 to $90, which has me running all over international websites looking for cheap copies. Very curious to see whether it can hold this elevated price point, because if it can, then it adds weight to the argument that there are, that some of these very low supply premiums that end up too cheap on opening weekend and the subsequent weeks are supposed to be targeted early.
1: Right. We, um, we need to talk about this at some point, you know, finalize the math and what the ratio should be, because this is a, a known ratio of how many versions there are because you've got the regular foil the etched foil and the halo foil and uh, we can work out what the math is we can work out how many copies are in existence and what their relative prices should be given reasonable market constraints but the problem is is that the market isn't always reasonable and the early price setting appears to have been off so we'll we'll have to see if this is where it should be or if this is just bananas because somebody bought how many copies do you think 20 30 copies probably off tcg player
0: i i can go i can actually look it up we can see exactly what right. went on the i mean some of this has to do with there was a really good tcg player sale on friday right
1: that's also true that we cannot overstate the impact of getting 13 percent off if you're an ultimate member or 8 percent. i know i bought around a hundred dollars worth of commander cards i've been thinking about getting so you know there's never a reason not to spend money when there's an eight percent and a lot of our pro traders were reporting very successful sales on that day
0: it looks like it only took 15 copies to push the price up so there wasn't that many posted to begin with
1: right that makes a lot of sense you know if you can corner that market you can move it up and we'll see if it sells at this new price
0: well, this brings me to a card I've mentioned in the Discord, but haven't, I don't think, claimed on cast yet as a pick. Let me just double check that I'm correct about that. the The card I've been, I had my eye on, is Ragavan foil etched, which is obviously the most important of the of the foil etched cards out of the Multiverse Legends subset. And I was telling people in the Discord, you know, in this, if these get down to sixty five or seventy, they seem like hot buys. And indeed, we're already down to twenty five listings left. There's a $67 copy from a vendor with three sales, so a risky sale. There's a $69 copy, and then it goes 75, 75, a few of those, and then you're up to $80 plus, and then 90, and then 100 plus. Very, very possible that if Kenrith can push up to you know 70, 80, 90 dollars, then Ragavan can start pushing up towards 100 to
1: 150. You say etched foil is an important version. Is that because etched foil doesn't curl?
0: Yeah. Because because you well because if you want Kenrith you want one copy but if you want foil etched Ragavan you might want one copy for your EDH deck but you probably want four copies for your Modern or Legacy deck right and and foil etch doesn't doesn't curl so it's an it's a premium version that a looks good and b can can be played in competitive circles.
1: I just wanted to make sure about why you said that was the most important version, and it's I was, also got the highest
0: like, profit potential versus the halo foil ragavan, right? It's
1: which a is a lot already easier pretty for,
0: pricey. yeah, it's it's a lot easier for foil etched ragavan to go say seventy to one hundred and fifty than it is for the two hundred dollar uh, halo foil ragavan to go currently no currently one sixty five or so to say three hundred, yeah, and and there's actually less listings of the foil etched than there is of the halo foil, hmm. currently. And so I just think the I think the that that there's a long standing article I've been working on forever that I never seem to finish, which basically boils down to non foils outperform foils because they start at a lower price point. <laughs> is, is I would believe point?
1: that. I think uh some of the pro traders were talking about that in their in the secret layers as well, because the secret layers non foil tend to get bought a lot less.
0: Well, I th- it's more than that. It's also that the non foil is intrinsically twenty five percent cheaper to begin with.
1: Right. That too.
0: And, and so if equal amounts are bought in that situation, the natural rarity that is typically associated with a pack-found foil, where the foil is signi- is a multiple more rare than the non-foil, is not true in the secret layers because they're printed demand. So you could easily have 20,000 non-foils and 20,000 foils printed, and the overall demand for non-foils in many cases may be higher than foils. The, the, the number of people that want foils for collections or for tricked out premium decks is a smaller percentage than the people that want a good looking card but not necessarily the most pricey version and all of that contributes to the non-foils often outperforming the foils
1: i think that i have kind of a bias because uh, i do like to put the pretty cards in my deck in my commander decks and so i'm always like yes give me the shiny give me the shiny i must have the shiny I need to not let my biases influence my expectations and my seeking of value. (laughs) Uh, I'm right there with you because I'm. several of my decks are now pushing to the
0: point where they could be a a designer TED talk pretty easily, given how much awesome art they've cranked out in the last five years.
1: I mean, we're going to have to have our own Dragons sub-channel in the Discord pretty soon, buddy. That's all I'm saying.
0: All right. So moving right along here, we've got... Swords to Plowshares, Surge Foils, Temple of Mystery Surge Foils, and Talisman of Hierarchy Surge Foils, along with about 15 other Surge Foils that I, I made note of but didn't bother to put in our list here, all under this consistent Surge Foil pressure we've seen for the last six months. It's never really stopped. People that have been going after these are buying some when they see that they can successfully sell them at an elevated price, even if it's below the plateau they attempted to establish they get emboldened and go back and buy more that's my read on the situation and as a result you've got the swords to plowshares going 6 to 15 we've got the temple of mystery search foils going 150 to 5 we've got the talisman of hierarchies going 2 to 16 i just sold out of my last 40k premium deck set today and i would imagine there's plenty of that going on so search foils are well positioned for the go forward Obviously, a lot of the cards involved are going to continue to get premium versions, and I think that does create some drag, but this was an underprinted set. And if you look at, for instance, the good cards from Time Spiral Remastered, Time Spiral Remastered had a similar kind of situation. Anytime Wizards underprints versus Market Demand, a bunch of the cards in question are going to do well, and we've seen it over and over and over again.
1: Didn't Wasn't there something that we saw about uh, there was another... They went back to the well and printed out some more, but that was in the summer, right? Or they printed regular 40K ones. They said that 40K was one of their most successful products. Because they had context. reprinted
0: the non-foil.
1: The non-foil. Decks gotcha, four gotcha.
0: times. Yeah, the, the surge foil decks have never been reprinted.
1: And that's a key part of the equation. Uh, if they did this again, they might uh, go back and reprint the surge foils.
0: Exactly. Well, if, if they did another 40K style launch, like keep in mind, we have a Doctor Who right commander deck series later this year which i'm still kind of dubious about i just don't think it has the same fan support that i mean 40k Forty i
1: mean we there's a lot the, there is quite the venn diagram of 40k players versus magic the gathering players and i'm not there's, convinced
0: that yeah i'm not convinced on the venn diagram with doctor who like i think there's a lot of magic players who like doctor who don't get me wrong but I d I don't know if it is if there are Doctor Who fans that don't already play Magic that are gonna get pulled into Magic as a result. That that I'm question I'm dubious on. Because I the forty K people are tabletop gamers to begin with. And they play an even more expensive game that oh takes even that takes even more time and even more space and they have even less partners. So the it made sense that they would run out and spend money on the forty K product you <laughs> think extent.
1: a commander game with six people is difficult to manage yeah warhammer is like have you ever painted like a warhammer set oh i'm yeah I've, i'm a fairly experienced model painter for D D. oh no no uh, way man this is this is another level of stuff
0: yeah so i mean the the people that paint entire armies the the main thing that is pretty wild about it is that they're painting repainting the same thing over and over again yes which means they they have to get into a, a batch uh, painting process. Where that is exactly p- correct. Priming 10 or 15 models at a time, and then they got to paint the same one 15 times. <laughs> so that's a level of dedication that I think lends itself well to crossovers. Yes. It remains to be seen whether that will also be true of Doctor Who. It's going to be pretty funny when we're putting in random like Doctor Who companions into our EDH decks that are just don't really have a cool factor to know. it's going to be like a random middle-aged woman in a in a trench coat like look my and like an action carry pose. a sonic
1: screwdriver whether we like it or not all right that's how that's going to go
0: but i could see like a lot of the aliens are pretty cool in doctor who so i could see some of them pre- being a, re- a relatively natural fit um they won't even be that too far off the phyrexian aesthetic so anyway that uh that's forthcoming i think that's this fall Finishing up this list of fast movers, we've got C-Double uh, as another March of the Machine card that looks like it got targeted over the weekend, going from $0.50 cents to $4. This smells to me like somebody thinks this is a brick on the back of EDH play. Having seen it played multiple times in the last two weeks in EDH, I agree that that's probably true. It's, I think, the 10th or 12th most reported card so far on EDH Rec, but I I think it's an important one because it is so versatile. Yeah, it's versatile. It's independent of theme. It's just right. a
1: good blue card. An amazing blue card.
0: Does two silly things for a very re- efficient mana cost.
1: It does the two things if they have if an opponent has eight or more cards in their yard. And
0: eight is like from turn six forward usually. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. And if and if somebody's playing Muldrotha or some other like graveyard intensive deck, it could be turn three.
1: You know, it's uh, uh, this is another card that I, I mentioned in my article, and you start off with it being a f- uh, the best clone ever printed because it's instant speed, and you can clone anything on the on the table. And from there, you can expand up into uh, copying a spell, and then you get to do both if they've got the eight cards going on just for four mana at instant speed. It's so And at, at first true.
0: glance, people may not realize that it can copy any spell, not just an instant or sorcery. Yeah, we're really used to that. I think we saw it do something ridiculous like copy somebody's Avenger of Zendikar at the same time that they were, somebody else was casting Elish Norn.
1: I cannot eye roll hard enough.
0: So there was two Norns on the table. Neither Norn player got any benefit, but nobody else got any benefit at all. Nobody else gets to have
1: no toys for you, no toys for you. Yeah,
0: it, it, the card is good, and I, I think 50 cents as a brick was a solid play, and uh, hopefully it'll pay off for them. I mean, in that case, they're not really looking to get $4 for it. They're looking to get a $1.50. They're like, looking on, to buy on, listed on, for 2 bucks, yeah. Yeah, in in a, in in a little while. Moving on over to the top Magic Online Movers of the Week. Uh, it looks like it's all about hardened scales, I, and I saw aspiring spike post multiple hardened scales decks and I haven't double raked through the tournament results for the weekend to see if there was a big scales win in one of the days that we didn't look at. but I, I suspect that that was probably the case because we see walking ballista going 1.2 ticks to 191 percent gains, hanger walker going 0.34 ticks at a, up to 2.16 five hundred and thirty five percent gains and then ozolith the shattered spire it of all will be one going 0.36 ticks to 3.5 which is 872 percent so if you just happen to be sitting around on an on a affinity deck your deck could have just like doubled or
1: tripled in value over the weekend yep and you should consider whether or not you want to sell into a hype spike uh, you're f- more familiar with Magic Online's market than I am. Do you think these are going to re- retrace?
0: Uh, if the deck doesn't continue to do well and fades from the spotlight, then yeah, I would expect them to. Okay. The the ones that don't that don't show up in randomly in the treasure chests are probably the ones that are going to be the, the most resilient to holding a higher plateau. And if folks want to check out feedback from our MTGO attuned members in our Discord, you probably want to go hang out there and that's where you can catch up with Oko former uh, host of this cast moving right along to cards to watch on our end i doubled back and took a look at some of the oil slicks that we haven't talked about yet and one of them jumped out as particularly tasty given its existing price point soul mayhem dominus was one of the mythic my understanding in the lore is that they are representative gods for the phyrexians so that something like that, so that the yeah. praetors can kind of operate in the shadows something like that and what's key here is that this is just awesome in most red decks for edh it's a five four for four already solid if a source you control would deal non-combat damage to an opponent or a permanent an opponent controls it deals double that damage instead one red red or or one and four life or some combination of the two. Discard two cards, put an indestructible counter on Soulfim. So it's actually relatively easy to flip. To protect. And if you're playing in black red, for instance, you might have reason to have things in the yard so you can reanimate them later anyway. And I slipped it into Gearson a couple weeks ago and have been very happy with the result because in Gearson, you really want to have a bunch of duplicative effects where when they keeping your commander out of play as much as they can, even though it has Ward 2. So usually you have gears in about half the time and you want something else, city on fire, soul film, uh, fiery emancipation, that kind of stuff to be in play in the interim so that you can keep doubling and tripling your pingers or your goblins or whatever it is you're using to, to crank out small amounts of damage that are going to get uh, multiplied. And most importantly, this is one of the fastest selling of the oil slicks despite having relatively low price. We're down to just 43 listings. There are no huge walls. Like I see MTG Mint Card has eight copies in stock. And I think that's the most of it, basically anybody. And I suspect that these have evened out since about early March. And as a result, should get chewed away and chewed away. There's not really any more of these packs being opened. It's not the kind of thing that the gaming company or any of the other major vendors on TCG Player or eBay can order en masse at a discount from a distributor. So it's going to be very difficult for somebody to post a wall of 50 or 60 copies six months out. That just does not seem likely at all. And as a result, I suspect that these are going to go from current price point of about $17 to $35 in 12 to 18
1: months pretty easily. Doubling up on a oil slick from where they are now seems pretty legit. Uh, This one does a lot of cool things. It's really worth highlighting the fact that we're used to... Things that double or triple damage, it doubles it to all targets, but in this case, it's only the opponent's stuff and the opponents themselves who get double damage. So, yes, I think this is solid. I love everything about oil slicks. They are raised up, they have cool art, they're easy to read. It's just everything that you want out of a a premium card, and given that these are only in the complete boosters and you only got two cards out of the the subset Uh, this is seems like a a really good good pick i'm impressed
0: i I was selling these for closer to 40 or 50 the week after these all appeared in the market in mid-march and they've fallen off since so now it's starting to look like an entry point like All the ones that I sold, I can use half of that money to get back in on the same cards I sold and have twice as many of them. That just seems like a no-brainer. This is also in 14,000 decks on EDHREC so far in just three months, but it's also in 2K as a commander, which is a very respectable number. So between the the commander demand and the 99 demand, I like this a lot at 17.
1: I'm with you on this. Uh, My first pick this week is Mystic Remora. I think that the Dominary Remastered Borderless version, which you can get in foil for around $8.50, it's it's ready to go. We have had enough time since Dominary Remastered. There are currently 71 vendors of the card, and in terms of who's got a giant stack of them, nobody has a giant, giant stack. There's one vendor with 13 copies at uh, $20.00. So, we're, there's no huge walls. It sells a lot. It's in 200,000 decks on EDH Rec. Uh, the only other fancy foil is the Secret Lair version, which I know uh, Oko picked a while ago. So, that one's at around $25. i am picking this one to do a little bit more than a double up to go 850 to $20 in the next year, year and a half.
0: Anybody who plays Commander knows this card is super duper busted.
1: Super duper busted.
0: You you have it in the early game, and nobody can possibly afford to pay for.
1: There's no way.
0: So any non-creature spell they cast, you're drawing. You're it's probably going to end up casting costing you one, two, three mana along the way to draw four, five, six cards. So you're getting like a mana per card, and in decks like Muldrotha, after a few turns you let it go to the yard, then you recast it for one and start the sequence all over again. You're often running it alongside things like. Study and or Esper Sentinel and or Fairy Mastermind and those are all kind of just smothering tithe. They're just automatic resource drains for your opponents. Everybody's encouraging each other to pay their taxes, but if they do that, they can't always afford... They're falling behind on executing their own game plan. So they they, they force tough choices and as a result, they're basically automatic includes. The Kellogg Loop version of Mystic Remora provides some drag here. But it, it, despite it being significantly more beautiful, it is also significantly more pricey already. Right. So if we look at the regular borderless version, it is already at about 17 or $18. And if we look at the foils of that version, we're talking about $25. 25
1: yeah.
0: <clears throat> so to get these at three times less, even if people would prefer the Kellogg's Loops when people are building, you know, they might have three blue decks and they can get all of them a fancy Mystic Remora for the same price as getting one of the secret layer. And as a result, as long as this doesn't show up in Commander Masters, this seems like a slam dunk to me. <clears throat> they could double tap it there, but it seems unlikely. Could. If it had been in a secret layer this spring, then I would say the risk was high. But because it was a secret layer last year and then Dominaria remastered already this year, I think it's probably safe for Commander Masters
1: probably but you know everything has that caveat until we have the actual commander masters list in hand that they can always decide to add a reprint they make these decisions like somewhere between eight and 16 months ahead of time right hard to say exactly
0: when they've made that call but i would guess that yeah but certainly eight to 16 months seems about right for commander masters
1: yeah tell me about your other pick
0: I don't dip into the Surge Foil scene very often, but if Talisman of Hierarchy went to 16 this week, then Talisman of Indulgence can't be far behind, so it might just be timely to pick these up at $7. You can still find them lying around on TCG Player, not in huge quantity, online with various vendors, eBay, etc., over in card market in Europe, and this is the black-red Talisman. They need the ramp the most, them and and blue-black and and white-blue, generally. And so... It's in 120,000 decks on EDH rec. It's Surge Foil. There aren't that many of them left. May as well bite a a few
1: off and take a flyer. The only fly in the ointment is that, you know, the Surge Foil is sweet-looking. There's no arguing with that. There is a a certain elegance to the Dan Frazier talismans, which are not not available in foil, though. Those are, you know, eight-ish. So having a well
0: well they're they,
1: they they do exist in foil etched right right and there is original foil from mirrodin if you really wanted to get spicy but mirrodin's foiling was so washed out it was just not as cool i think this is pretty solid i'm i'm with you on this i just wish there was one less version out there to compete with it but yeah this seems real good
0: Personally, I definitely prefer the Dan Fraser, but the Dan Fraser right. on direct for TCG player is already at fifteen. And non-direct is sitting at twelve with only thirty one listings left. So these are likely to move up alongside the search foils because overall demand versus current supply is is not much. Now, if the talismans get a fancy version in Commander Masters this summer,
1: there is that, that too.
0: Then that creates drag for sure. But which, ver- which set of uh, mana rocks they're going to include there is up for debate.
1: Mm. We're, we're, we're going to talk about that in just a moment as it is.
0: All right. What about your final selection this week?
1: My other pick this week is the staple Mirari's Wake. This was in Modern Horizons 2. It's available as a borderless foil for around 12 bucks on TCG Player. And your other options for foils are the Conspiracy Foil with you know the original well the second version of the art because the judgment foil is even weirder looking that judgment foil an old border foil that's 120 odd dollars that's way up there so we've got a borderless foil at 12 bucks compared to a $25 conspiracy foil in a regular frame so I'm picking this one to go around 12 to 30 if you want to talk me 12 to 25 so that the foils even out I would believe that, but there's only around 60 vendors uh, who have this in stock and are ready to sell. So, actually, I'm sorry, there are 69 vendors who have it available in foil at the moment.
0: Just taking a look at the current stats on it. Sure. So,
1: there's one person with, uh, and I recognize the uh, <laughs> the person who has 10 ready to go at 45, but there's a lot of versions to be left behind at cheap gaming companies down to just 4 so they've already taken a bite at this particular apple.
0: Yeah, nobody's cracking MH2 CB's profitably anymore because they're too pricey.
1: Just so much going on.
0: So, and they're not available by pallet as discount. So these these are probably safe until they catch another reprint. Could this reprint be Commander Masters? It could.
1: It could. The... it's going to be our refrain for the next uh, when's it come out august so we got another 3 months of saying it could be well it's kind of like if you're 2 years old
0: plus since your last major reprint you're in a special danger
1: was modern horizons 2 really 2 years ago we're coming up on this yeah we're coming up on the second year i see your point but still i didn't think it was 2 years old i had it in my brain around 1 but you're correct
0: yeah the official the release date was june 18th 2021 so i guess we're coming up on 2 years not 3
1: they might leave this alone,
0: and and if they do, I think I don't know if it's going to get to 20 25 or thirty, and how fast that might happen. But as you said, ninety two thousand on EDH rec doesn't lie. It's a it's a super staple. Doubles your mana, makes creatures bigger.
1: It's also going to be really spicy in the enchantment deck that is coming this summer.
0: Let's put it this way: I haven't put any up for sale yet, so I'm certainly holding my copies, looking for a, a better exit. Yep. All right, let's move on over to the weekly topic. We're Speaking of Commander Masters, we are going to dive in on which cards seem most likely to catch a reprint there and why or why not. Um, We know some stuff that's coming for sure. We know that we're getting an Ur-Dragon reprint. We know that we're getting Jeweled Lotus. And because of that, we know that there is probably a cycle of borderless fancy art commanders that will be included. That just makes perfect sense in in the Mythic slot. And along those lines, I'm thinking it's time for Edgar Markov. Getting some eminence action. I can, I can believe that. Not just because it's eminence, but because Edgar Markov doesn't have that, that many printings other than the original in 2017, which is currently $80, and the judge promo, which is 170 So in that situation, they get a lot of mileage out of printing Edgar Markov here.
1: Let's see. It was a Judge Foil, and that's going for a pretty penny indeed. So yeah, we are due on Edgar Markov. He's just so busted a card. Ugh, I can't You cast, any,
0: va- you cast any vampire, you get a vampire. So yes, it's pretty busted. It's
1: very busted. <laughs> um,
0: and and so is the Earth Dragon. I mean, the em- Eminence in general, because Aloro is also is also nasty. Yeah. Abilities where you don't have to cast the commander and you just get the synergy with your deck, regardless of whether you ever cast it, are supremely powerful. Uh, so I think I think Markov is likely. Yuriko we last saw in Commander uh, Legends.
1: In Baldur's Gate, wasn't she?
0: No, not that I re- recall. Because Baldur's Gate was all D&D characters.
1: All right, so it was Commander 2018, and then a Judge Foil is what I was thinking of. We also got and, a year of the Tiger promo. And, and... and Foil Etched. And foil-etched.
0: So there's been enough versions of this that they may well skip it, but it's also a top 10 commander, so they may well not.
1: Man, that Year of the Tiger promo is awesome looking.
0: Yurko also has a mystery booster non-foil, so it's possible they skip this one. I could see Lathrol being a a possibility because Lathrol has, without really people talking about it all that much, has been quietly in the top 10 commanders for months and months and months. Currently, if we look at top commanders on EDH rec past month, Lathril is ninth. Past two years, she's third after Timna and Atraxa. And in the past week, she is fallen back down towards 18th because people have been real busy building things like Thalia and Gitrog, Siddharth Jabari, Omnath, Locus of All, et cetera, et cetera. So I think Lathril, because it never got a fancy version, seems very, very possible.
1: Yeah, it got a, a regular and a foil and that's it, because it was a face deck in the Kaldheim Commander.
0: And then I think Rin and Siri would be a possibility because it's not that popular a commander overall, but it's a chance for them to do the, the funky art style that they showed us for the Ur Dragon being applied to a cat and a dog being friends will just be very popular. You know, it was it was like a day glow kind of like nineties, nineties themed aesthetic that they they showed off for the ur dragon and if they apply that to to the most beloved pet types it'll probably <laughs> sell some cardboard
1: i agree with you on that it's really difficult to argue with happy dogs and cats you know living in harmony and whatnot
0: so the other thing is because they showed us jeweled lotus
1: as a, a centerpiece mythic for the set
0: that also means that you can assume that anything else that looks like it could require a reprint from Commander Legends, which is going to be two and a half years old by the time we get to the release, also has to be considered fair game. Now, we already got Vamp Tutor and Mana Drain in Dominaria Remastered earlier this year, so those are probably safe. And in fact, the whole Tutor cycle of worldly, mystic, etc. is probably safe because we just got them in Dominaria Remastered. But I'm looking at things like Commander's Plate, which is a $30 mythic, at this point and a successful spec from this cast. Jessica's will likewise was also called on this cast and is currently a $30 rare extended art. Apex devastator is up to $25 from commander legends and was an original car uh, printing there. Eight double green for a 10, 10 that, yeah. that has quad cascade. <laughs> so funny. And it's also possible that something like Sakashima of a 1000 Faces, which is an excellent way to double your commander. I run it in pretty much every blue blue deck that that uh, that has a commander where their presence on the battlefield is important to the deck's themes. I would imagine Ristic study, despite getting a secret layer not long ago, is kind of a lock here. It is a ultra super staple for EDH in blue. It's had Commander's Arsenal. It's had a Judge promo. It had the Secret Layer drop for what the, was the League uh, of Legends Arcane. Arcane, thank you. Yeah. And then there, it also showed up in Jumpstart this year. But even the Jumpstart version is forty dollars. So they get massive EV value out of including this rare in commander masters and i don't think they can resist nor should they because it's a high demand card and if the cheapest version across mystery booster jumpstart 2022 jump original jumpstart and prophecy is still 40 bucks then it's kind of a no-brainer i would think that out of anointed procession and doubling season one of those two has to be included you made an argument precast that it's doubling season because it's pushing up towards hundred dollars again as a mythic Last seen as a regular and borderless version in uh, double, double, masters. Ma- double masters, which was what three years ago.
1: Uh, I think four. Uh,
0: double masters du- release. Double
1: masters. W- no, double masters one would have been three years ago. It was right before yeah. COVID, if I uh, remember correctly.
0: So I think that that has potential to be included because they get big value to put double ma- to put doubling season into the mythic slot, but Anointed Procession has has never caught a reprint and never had a premium version i think the only reprint it has is maybe a list printing or mystery booster printing yeah it's in the list so but in the list it shows up as a 43 dollar card pre-release versions are 55 original foils are going for 65
1: i agree we're due on anointed procession i'm just saying that like doubling season is really emblematic of It goes in so many different decks. It doesn't just go in token decks. It goes in plus one, plus one counter decks. It goes in super friends. It goes in uh, you want to do any kind of shenanigans with counters or tokens. It's the, the best card for it. And every time it gets added into a set, it just bumps the EV and it drops down. And I'm really looking forward to being able to buy doubling seasons for $40 $40 and then reselling them for double that in within a year or two. So, yeah, one or the
0: other of both of those. So I'd be selling both. Mana Confluence I flagged on Twitter this weekend because it has snuck up to a $45 price point for just original rares, which means it's a 10-bagger non-annualized since its release in 2016 and in Journey into Nix because they were as low as $4 at one point and it's had three reprints along the way but none of them were in a mainline set it showed up in the pride secret layer drop and those were that version is 47 for non-foils it was a zendikar expedition in zendikar rising that version is 160 and i've i'm pretty sure i've sold out of, of copies that i bought in the uh 50 to 60 dollar range in europe when they first came out and the Buy a box promos. I've been flying through, and I think I've only got two copies left from Commander Legends. It was the buy a box promo for that set, November 2021, if I'm not mistaken, or
1: was it 2020? Time has no meaning anymore, buddy.
0: Yeah, b- bottom line, there's only 15 listings of those left on TCG Player, and they go for 44 dollars, and I was in on those at 20. So this just seems automatic to me. They, they've got a reprint mana confluence if they don't do it in commander masters that's fine they can do it in a forthcoming standard set but i'd be extremely surprised if you don't see this card reprinted in the next year and as a result you should absolutely have your cards listed for sale because this is one of those rares that could easily drop under 20 dollars on a reprint at rare
1: or even less
0: if it's a standard set even less
1: depending on the like we're expecting a lot of commander masters to get open oh my god it is I've got uh ten of these pride secret layers that I think I need to go crack like right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, gotta get those listed. Uh, another secret series of cards that are pretty key in the EDH community that seem destined for a fancy reprint. Here is the free spells that we saw in the Commander 2020, 2019, 2019 or, or twenty twenty. Uh, Fierce guardianship, deflecting SWAT, and flawless maneuver all seem primed for reprint. Um, you know, these are, all, these are all high play pattern cards Fierce Guardianship is at $60 market price Cheapest near mint copies are in the mid-50s on TCG Player If they reprint these at rare and give people fancy borderless versions That's just automatic wins uh, Cyclonic Rift, despite having multiple printings over the last few years Is probably destined to get a reprint again here Heroic
1: Intervention would be a maybe. It's had plenty of printings. but It just feels so good to have a Heroic Intervention in your hand. No matter what shenanigans somebody's going to do, you're covered. Unless they sunfall, and then you're sad. I still don't think we have awesome
0: art for this card yet, either. I agree. Uh, Almost all of of the printings have been the Ajani art, and it's fine, but it's not amazing. Cutting the
1: net in half, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not amazing. And the version that they gave us in... Adventure in the Forgotten Realms in the Commander decks is, again, fine, not amazing. So there, there's definitely an opportunity here for them to print an excellent version. I think Esper Sentinel uh, has to be considered as a possible reprint here. They could save it for another scenario if they have a modern focus set that they're doing in 2024, then it's a better fit there. But it's a massive EDH staple as well. These are getting pricey as a rare. I remember buying these early on in Japan under $10 and yep. they are currently at 27 on, on TCG player for regular copies. I sell them very frequently in all versions, Japanese, English, German foil showcase, whatever it, it all sells. And this doesn't have a fancy version because the, there was the show, the showcase was a kind of a letdown for a lot of people uh, with modern horizons two Cause it's not, different enough from the regular version it's the sketch art right yeah and but it's but i think a lot of those were forced like they didn't give us the actual sketches the artists did because one of the failures of that production process or art direction decision is the assumption that all artists would have would have pre-final sketch work that would make sense when, when that's not automatically true. Not all artists do their sketches in the same way. And, and a lot of the sketches that artists might do before they attempt the final version might not be that interesting to look at. And as a result, we got the sketch, quote unquote, sketch versions, which to me just like look like finished art that is done to look like a sketch as I opposed agree. to being the sketch. And I think p- even when people don't parse that like consciously, they're unconsciously parsing that. And as a result, there's definitely room here to do a, a nice Esper Sentinel. So that's a potential. I think the elemental cycle of Endurance, Solitude, Fury, etc., they can shoot grief and
1: No, they're not going to put that in Commander Masters.
0: Some of that stuff is relevant in Commander Masters, like Solitude certainly is, Endurance uh. certainly is.
1: Oh, they're, Those are big, big numbers on EDA track. I I understand there are big inclusions, but like, go finish your thought and then I'll say.
0: They can also save that for a 2024 Masters focused, I mean, modern focused set for sure.
1: Yeah. That would, that seems much more likely. You're going to do that Modern Horizons 3 or Modern Masters 4 or whatever number we're at. They're going to need a printing in the next
0: year because yes. they all have enough price pressure that that will be necessary. So it's not crazy that it would be this set given what else we know is due for the year. Now, if there's an unknown set in the first half of 2024 where they fit well, then they may well delay till then. But I don't think they're going to wait much longer than that because these are just massive play pattern cards. And and they're going to need the printing, or they're going to all be pushing ridiculous price points. Uh, you mentioned before, Cass, that you thought the Chain Veil might be a good fit here. I'd have to agree with that.
1: Uh, it's cha- also, I, so um, it's worth mentioning that uh, there's going to be four Commander decks that are released alongside Commander Masters. And these are selling for very premium prices. We don't, we haven't gotten information that they're Surge Foil type of things. They're just, this is the Commander deck. And they're pre-selling for like $100 or a little bit more on TCG Player. There's going to be an Aldrazi deck. There's going to be an Enchantments deck. There's going to be a Sliver deck. And there's going to be a Planeswalker deck. And the Chain Veil feels like it's going to be either in the main Commander Masters set or it'll be in the Planeswalker deck because it is just so good to double up on all of your stuff. Those decks all have ten new
0: cards each, so they're also probably the the highest potential decks of the year to pull a forty K and for at least one or pull a party time and have at least one of them end up being worth diving in on and deeply
1: yeah, for the, a future the... buy listing. The constructed single, the the new singles in those decks are probably going to be something that we will want a lot of as soon as we can, depending on how expensive they are the first weekend.
0: There's also almost certainly going to be a commander-focused dual land or tri-land cycle here. So Ikoria tri-lands are not crazy. shock lands or allied fetches are not crazy. Commander-focused duels, despite having a, a printing for some of them in the... Battle for Baldur's Gate last year could show up here. That that one's just kind of a, a question mark. Allied fetches are overdue, so they are
1: overdue. I don't think they would do them here though. They, th- this set is not going to need that particular bit of juice.
0: It, if even sixty or seventy percent of what we just talked about.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ed, Edgar yeah, Markov, no Jeweled
0: Lotus, Commander's Plate, Hellkite Courser, Jessica's Will, Demonic Tutor, Ristic Study, Anointed Procession, Endor Doubling Season, Mana Confluence, the Free Spells, Cy- Psych Rift. Heroic Intervention, Esper Sentinel, etc. Yeah, this this set looks like it's destined to be good, whether you like it or not.
1: I'd agree with you on that. That's uh, right. that's good stuff. Where can folks find you online, my friend? You can find me online at Twitter, at Word of Commander, or my articles every Friday on mtgprice.com.
0: You folks can find me on Twitter at MDG Critic as well as via my occasional articles on mtgprice.com. I would also like to remind our listeners to check out the mtgprice.com ProTrader service for just $7.99 a month, 9.99 a month or 109.99 per year, you can get early access to this podcast, fantastic articles by the best MTG finance minds in the business, low cost group buys and a super active Discord forum that will drive better returns and save you money playing Magic the Gathering. Currently, I think we've got group buys out for uh, uh serialized loot bags, mom aftermath, Lord of the Rings, Commander Masters,
1: lots of good stuff going on. Uh, Once again, MTG Fast Finance is proudly sponsored by Cool Stuff, Inc., where you can find all sorts of cool, nerdy stuff in stock, including all the best in Magic the Gathering singles, sealed product, and a plethora of other collectibles. Please use the promo code FINANCE5 during checkout at CoolStuffInc.com to save 5% off your order and support this podcast. Ooh, so much going on, James. Indeed. Thank you, Cliff. Thank you, everybody. And we will see you all
0: next week on another episode of MTG Fast Finance.